everyone always has something to say relative to education. I think the fact that so many people have opinions and perspectives on the schools is wonderful. School districts are very complicated. I will tell you that assumptions get made and sometimes they're correct and many times they are not. And I want to help people understand. We are educating kids for their future, not our past. Episode 1. I'm Jason Pace, and I'm sitting here with Jeff, and you know what? You and I are so lucky. I'm lucky to be your host and call Jeff a friend and a brother, but if you're a leader in education, if you're a principal of a school or a teacher, this podcast could be a game changer for you. If you run a business like me, you'll be shocked at what you'll learn and how you might view your contribution to education. And finally, if you're a parent or a grandparent, you'll gain knowledge and an appreciation for the school system and a very clear sense of how you can make a positive contribution. Or you can just sit back and be impressed, as I have been for these past few years, with the insight and intelligence, and might I add style, that Jeff brings to everything he does. In any case, share this podcast with every teacher, principal, member of the PTA, pastor, or leader you know, and they will thank you for it. And and what I'll do at this point in time is just interject for a second, Jason, and <laughs> Make sure that you know and everyone else knows you're doing what all good teachers and leaders are doing, right? They set really high, sometimes unrealistic expectations for people (laughs) because now it's my job, right, to live up to those in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, well done. Jeff Rose began as a fourth grade teacher, became a principal, and has served as the superintendent of three separate school systems. Most recently, the Fulton County School System, with a $1.5 billion budget, 95,000 students, 14,000 employees, and over 100 schools. So yes, call me impressed and a little wide-eyed at the level of leadership, management expertise, organization, and coordination that is necessary to lead such an organization. And given what is at stake, I hope if you are someone who is in that world, aspires to be in that world, or knows someone in that world, that you will listen and act on what Jeff has to share. Jeff is a leader and educator, but his true gift is that of a communicator. He's got a lot to share, and so I dared him to do this podcast, and here he is. Jeff Rose, I am so glad you're doing this. Tell us, who do you imagine is listening to this podcast right now? What might be going through their mind, and what do you want for them? Well, one reason I agreed to this, um, and I'll, I'll give a few of them, but one of them is that everyone is interested in schools. I mean, it is this conversation that takes place everywhere all the time around dinner tables, uh, soccer fields, and events in the community. Everyone always has something to say relative to education. And I will say, it's interesting being on this side, being someone who has experience and exposure and has the, the gift of this being a career, listening 
to a lot of these perspectives. Because one thing that I have learned and many of us have learned is that everyone is an expert in education. Right, of course. Everyone knows exactly how it should be done and makes a lot of assumptions. And you know, part of the reason I think that's the case is because we've all been to school. <laughs> Right? right, we've all right. either um, been impressed or been beaten up by school in some way, shape, or form. So we form these natural opinions. Some may say this is a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. I think the fact that so many people have opinions and perspectives on schools is wonderful. It's what I love. It's why I like to communicate. However, I also think it's important that people learn and seek to understand some of the true complexities and nuance of what it takes to actually manage and deliver a quality education to our students. And you mentioned stakes are high. I would agree. Yeah. I think this is the most noble thing um, right. I can imagine. Now, of course, there are other noble pursuits, but I'm a biased educator, and so I'm always going to believe that. Um, I leaned into education because of some of my own experience and exposure. I know we'll talk about that later. I but can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for you to tell the story. But the bottom line is I did it because I wanted to serve. And that's typically why educators um, sign up for this life and f because it's noble and they want to serve others. Also, my intent here is to let people look under the hood. School districts are very complicated and very um, nuanced and exciting. And I will tell you that assumptions get made and sometimes they're correct and many times they are not. And I wanna help people understand. And I will tell you, I'm not going to let people look under the hood specific to the exact places that I've worked. I will maintain integrity and uh, protect the integrity of others. But there are behind the scenes aspects of managing a school system leading a school system that I think people would be interested in. I know they'd be interested in because they talk about it all the time. Right. We talk about it in my house. Um, also, I will tell you that I'm in my own, my own personal transition. You did. You talked me into this show, <laughs> right? And so yeah. I can give you credit or potentially a lot of blame in the future. That's right? true. That's true. Right? We'll this, see. Th this could be your fault. Yeah. And the reason we're in this place is because I recently stepped down as the superintendent in Fulton County Schools. And I will tell you, you know, months ago, years ago, I never would have assumed that. I, I had to make that decision. I made that on my own. It was a personal decision. And I walked out with my head very high. And I love Fulton County Schools. And we achieved incredible results that I'm just really, really proud of. Um, but I'm at this place right now. I'm in this personal transition with my own career. And while I dabble in a variety of other projects, it was you who said, as you do that, I know you, you need to continue to talk. And it is true, this is how I learn. I am a talker, I am a communicator, and I love this work. And so I still need, and I have this thirst to talk about it. In fact, this is how I also learn. The concept of discourse back and forth is what helps me learn as well as hopefully educate others. So um, this ended up sounding uh, very exciting. I was a little concerned at first and didn't understand the, the rationale as to the why, but I get it and I'm excited. And lastly, I'll say the fact that it's you doing it with me really helps because we are friends and I love the idea that you are not an educator. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's important. 
Um, we are educators to serve the masses. And sometimes it's very easy for us to also get these blinders on where we forget that our job is to work with the community and help them work with us. So sure. the fact that you are a parent, that you are also somebody who is very intrigued, you are a critical thinker relative to what you have experienced in education, but also what your children have experienced. So some of your back and forth challenges with me help. In fact, it's what has helped me throughout my entire careers, when people step up and want to talk and even challenge, I find that to be exciting. So the fact that you are not a teacher, you're not an administrator, I just think will create a compelling conversation. So just to give the listener a little context, um, I first met Jeff when he joined a small group I had formed here locally. It was a group for, actually, it was a group for entrepreneurs and business leaders. Uh, we meet once a week to share ideas, highs and lows, our, our faith journey, things like this. And, um, and Jeff was invited to the group by one of our members who actually lived across the street from him. Now, I've got, or I had at the time, four kids in the Fulton County school system, and that makes me invested in education. But I'll be honest, my first thought was, what could a school superintendent possibly add to a group of executives and business leaders? And what I've learned is that a school system of certainly one of the size of Fulton County um, it has a scale not unlike a large corporation. In fact, if Fulton County Schools was a business, it would be on the Fortune 1000 list. And folks, you know, the scale of this is amazing. And I finally connected with the idea that, wow, a school superintendent is not just a principal somebody promoted, and it's not just a bigger school, and you can't really lump it into government, like state and local government. It's a very complex organization. It is a, it requires a tremendous amount of coordination. And I thought, man, somebody who runs something like that, Jeff, I, has got to be like somebody, if, I would look up to that person if they were the CEO of a corporation. So that's when I started really thinking like, wow, tell me the details of this. And then I realized that running a, a, a school system like Fulton County and, and the ones you've run before is probably not unlike running an airline, right? Except all your passengers start at age four and they go to age 18 and they get dropped off at the airline by their parents, right? When they want to go somewhere. So, you know, there's a tremendous scale. There's transportation, food services, there's teachers, there's thousands and thousands of employees. And you're doing all this under the scrutiny of the public eye, right? Sometimes in front of the television cameras. And so CEOs operate with a level of um, somewhat obscurity and privacy sometimes, but you're out there in the open. And I can remember getting voicemail recordings from you like, this is Jeff and, you know, we're closing the schools due to weather. Or I would see a video about a, you know, predominantly important issue to parents. And I, I think as a parent, it is really important to know how this works, not just at the school level or the classroom level, but to really get into, wow, this organization is very complex. And so I have a newfound respect for it and a respect for anybody that does it. Um, l let's talk about what you want to cover in this podcast. This, was, this is a little bit of an intro. If you're listening to this right now, you can roll right into episode two. But um, talk about what we should hear for in future episodes, Jeff, and, and kind of what you, what you want for the listener. Absolutely. And yeah. I'll have a difficult time doing this quickly, but I'll, I will do my best. I have established a little bit of an identity for myself, of course, as a superintendent, but I will say that I've also been blessed with a lot of other experiences. I, I did not go into education because I wanted to be a superintendent. In fact, I've been an instructional assistant, a classroom teacher, a you know, principal of a school, and 
These experiences have given me the gift of understanding the layers along the way. I'm a parent. And by the way, as a parent, I see education differently. (laughs) I was a principal before I became a parent. And you know what's funny? Somehow I had the audacity when people (laughs) would ask me advice on their children. As a principal, I would give it to them. I look back on that, and that's embarrassing. It's a bit sick that I would even do that. Right. I was unaware. Since then, I have become a parent. I do have a sophomore in high school, and, um, and I also have a middle schooler, a 13-year-old. And the complexity of being a parent is really challenging. In fact, uh, I'm sure my wife wishes over and over, day after day, that I was better at it. But I do my best. We all do our best. Sure. So I've learned a lot, and... You know, my hope is to kind of shed some of these learnings along the way and to hear from other people to, uh, to know where this show can go. Right. If right. it makes sense. But in general, I do want to talk about leadership. Um, you know, leadership is vital to the success of any organization, and we know that. And it's true that in schools and district offices, companies and communities, but we also have countless examples of leaders and impressive leadership theories that guide us, and yet, Quality leadership just remains this elusive expectation and hope, and it's hard to get our hands around. And I'm not going to talk about just leadership because, you know, lots of people talk about leadership. That's a very um, crowded space. What I'm going to talk about leadership specific to leading within education. Mm. And that has its own rhythm, its own voice, its own language. And I hope to shed some light on that. Number one, I want to talk about leadership is just really, really lonely. I want to talk about decision-making, how school districts can or should or sometimes do make decisions, because that seems to be something people just don't understand. I mean, even what goes into deciding whether you're going to shut down school because of a snow day. Right. People need to understand what goes into decision-making. I want to talk about how you lead boldly, but you can't lead blindly. I want to talk about strategic leadership and how you assess several moves ahead, right? The concept of this is chess, not checkers. I want to talk about, you know, we as leaders need to understand it's not just about managing a school or being an instructional leader. We also need to be public intellectuals, and we need to be able to read the tea leaves of the political climate that we're we're living in. And then also the fact that leaders are not just people that have titles, They're not just principals or, quote, administrators. There are parents that are leaders. There are teachers that are leaders. There are leaders throughout organizations. So this is not just about if you are a, quote, administrator. I actually shy away from that word. I want to talk about strategic planning and budgetary alignment. Ooh, that's sexy. (laughs) It isn't all that sexy when you talk about it. However, when you get into the details of it, it's really important because a strategic plan can really galvanize and focus your organization. Specifically, in school districts, I think we have a major dilemma of what I call random acts of improvement. (laughs) And we do a lot of things. I can't wait to talk about that. And I think that's really important. I think that I want to talk about the clarity of a strategic plan, what that looks like, sounds like, feels like. I want to talk about how a budgetary process, a year-round budgetary process can really align itself to what the ideals and strategies in the strategic plan can be. I want to talk about the concept of fidelity and autonomy, trying to find that balance in a school system that allows schools to serve the specific students that they do, 
based upon that community, but also you have to have fidelity relative to some very specific district-wide strategies or else it is very random and schools will not be supported. And I want to talk about what equity means. The concept that schools are different, communities are different, and it is our job, I think it is, um, I think it's a moral imperative that we understand the concept isn't to treat everyone the same. I have two children and I love them the same, I don't treat them the same because they have different needs. And creating a system that does that within a school district is hard to do and yet extremely important. I wanna talk about collaborative culture, right? And you know, kind of this organizational health of organization. If ever there is a people business, it is ours. Right. We are people trying to raise people. <laughs> and all companies and organizations, and I learn a lot through the business community, would say we're a people organization. But are you in comparison to schools and school yeah. districts? That's I mean, that's question. all we've got. Right. right? If, you look at, if you look at the budget, over 85% of most school district budgets are in people. Despite the fact that you have buildings and buses, 85% are in people. And by the way, we are trying to raise our kids. Right. I can't think of anything more important, but also talk about people-centric. Um, so I want to talk about kind of what culture and climate means within a school. I want to talk about teacher collaboration system. That's my dissertation topic. I'm very passionate about teachers um, owning one another and knowing how to walk the walk and talk of actually what true collaboration is. I want to talk about how a leader should communicate not just down, but also out. What does we mean in terms of whose job is it to educate kids? Like, whose job Good is question. that? And I want to talk about that. And, you know, I want to talk about even how you measure culture and climate. And lastly, that kind of leads into the concept of a galvanized and engaged community. Right? This, this work of doing a great job in schools is not going to happen just because of school personnel, of fabulous teachers. That is really, really important and it's gonna take a lot more than that. It's gonna take this all hands on deck mentality and we should talk about some of the challenges in terms of whose job is it, right? I know that I wanna do, I wanna talk about the finger pointing dilemma that we experience in education and there's a lot of it. And by the way, it doesn't work. I wanna talk about engaging faith-based partners. I think the faith-based community has a major role in supporting schools and so do civic leaders. There's a lot of community entities outside of the school district that are responsible, in my opinion, my humble opinion, for our children, whether they are your kids or not. I want to talk about what community commitment looks like. I even want to talk about some of the impressive education products and companies that are out there trying to partner with school districts. There are amazing innovations happening. And then I also want to be able to talk about letting kids lead sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We sometimes assume that we know. Well, here's the dilemma. We are educating kids for their future, not our past. And we're old. Yeah, we are. The world is dramatically <laughs> different. That's true. And if schools don't look different now in comparison to when we went to school, and sometimes they look very similar, that is a dilemma. And kids sometimes understand some of the nuance of what they're heading into better than we do. Right. We better right. listen. And we've seen some of that recently, too. We certainly have. We certainly have. And so those, these topics um, could keep us busy forever. we got a lot of episodes here, We've got here, a Jeff. lot of episodes. And I will say this. 
I kind of don't know either. I, I want to be able to ensure that this show has um, some organic aspects to it. I want to hear from people like I appreciate and bring in some of those themes, answer some of those questions. So this show won't just be you and I talking to each other. Hopefully not. Right? At right. times yeah. it will be, um, we will have guests, I will be interviewing other people, and we will be listening to the collective wisdom that is out there, because this is not just about my wisdom. In fact, if it were, well, then we would be in trouble. Right? So I believe in tapping the collective expertise and wisdom of others, and that's one thing that we will do. Right. And I expect we're going to get to do a lot of Q&A as well. So if you're listening to this podcast, we'll be publishing an email address or a website that you can put your questions on. And then, Jeff, I can see us doing, you know, taking little breaks between certain topical areas to handle these this questions and answer um, type format. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. Very good. So, Jeff, I think it's probably time to wrap this intro episode up, but I I do want to tease people about uh, episode number two, which actually they can roll right into after this one if they want to now that they kind of get a sense of of where this is headed. Um, You know, and I'm going to have some questions for Jeff about uh, relative to your past. It's an interesting pathway that you've taken from uh, where you started, and uh, this kind of leads into your why, right? And I think that's really what episode two is about. Absolutely. In fact... It's a, it's, it's a theme that I've used, is knowing how to embrace your why. I think understanding a person's why and their past experience, what drives them to do what they do, is really important. And so um, I know you're going to ask me about it, and I'm going to let you see under that hood, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and try to deprivatize everything going way, way back for me which really has been the motivation for me just to become an educator in the first place. So we'll talk about that, and then, you know, very soon thereafter we'll pivot, and we will focus on other things such as topics and other people beyond just me. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited since I've heard all, all of these stories. I'm excited for you to share them. And if you're listening to this podcast, you will be surprised at some of the things you will uh, learn. And uh, so, Jeff, just before we close, any final words on, uh, on this first episode? I, I just want to say thanks. I want to say thank you to many people. I mentioned briefly that I am in this transition, and it was a a very intentional decision on my part and a really, really hard one. I am used to spending all day, every day, being consumed with the complexity of leading a large organization. And right now, I don't have that. Right, I am dabbling in a variety of projects. And in the meantime, I have had family. I have had friends locally and throughout the country um, support me and have really helped me embrace what I have done, but also who I am and what I'm going to do in the future. And I just, I have tremendous people to to thank, and especially my wife, who's kind of the rock and foundation of everything in my house. She's amazing. And I will just say, to summarize, I hope that this helps other people, right? This is, this show, this concept of talking about what I believe is vitally important, which is education of our youth. I hope that it's meaningful. It should be meaningful. People listen to sports radio. That's true. Right? And not everyone plays a sport, and not everyone's going to be a professional. But everyone is a learner. Everyone goes to formalized school in some way, shape, or form. And uh, 
call me biased, but I think this is a very intriguing topic, and I want to help other people, and that's that's my overall goal in this profession, and I think that it is what God wants me to do. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, I speak for myself as a parent and as a very interested observer, um, and for everybody listening on this podcast that, that I'm really looking forward to hearing more about this. Folks, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast application to make sure you get updates of all the episodes as we release them, and there's always a way to rate the podcast as well. We want your feedback, so please give us a, a star rating based on your feedback, and, and if you have any comments, please put those in as well. We want a, this show to be for you. We want it to be as good as it can can be and we've got a we've certainly got great topical matter as you said and and Jeff to guide us through it. So folks we really appreciate you listening to episode one and if you want and you've got time roll into episode two to hear about the why. Listening to Leading Education with Jeff Rose, hosted by Jason Pace and Jeff Rose, and recorded at Serendipity Labs in Alpharetta, Georgia. We are produced and edited by Carson Pace. Our theme music is by Full Year of Panic. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next week.